the surgical scars of breast cancer, and the hard conversations that impact our relationships. Today, we go deep about our personal experiences. Hi, I'm Maggie. And I'm Dina. And this is the show where we get real and raw about breast cancer. The fear, the love, the changes, the surprising gifts, and the celebrations in it all. At the end of the episode, we will be asking you to share your real and raw insight from this conversation. Are you ready to dive into today's episode? Before we dive in, we want to provide a trigger warning here for anyone that may not be ready to hear some of the real and raw shares from someone else's personal breast cancer experience. If you are not in a place to listen today, my friend, simply tune out for now, take care of you, and come back anytime when you're ready. Hey, Dina, we are back here. I love our conversations. And I I want to talk about implants. We've talked about implants in your experience before. And what I want to do today is dive into your, you you had so many decisions and you had so many different surgeries as it relates to your breast cancer experience. Can you share a little bit with us about the impact of that on your relationship with your spouse, with your partner? Yes. It can be a very touchy subject. And for us, you know, my husband and I will be married 35 years this year. And we've gone through a lot together. And I am the talkative one and he's the quiet one. And as I was going through this and I and sometimes I say I, sometimes I say we. As we were going through this, one of the hardest things for him was looking at my body. And he felt like a part of me was missing. We talked about having the grief about losing a piece of our body or part of our body. Like I had bilateral mastectomy, so I lost all breast tissue. I had a hard time with my body image since I was a child. So here I am having all my breast tissue taken away, Mm. grieving for that and having my implants put in and thinking, oh, they're going to look great. 100% perky and symmetrical. And, and it wasn't always, it didn't always go that way. And we talked about all of my, multiple surgeries and one that I'm facing now. And the reason we're bringing up relationship is because he had a very hard time with touching me, caressing me. And he actually felt at one point very distant from me. Like our relationship started to a little bit grow apart 
because he didn't know how to talk to me about it because he knew how I felt about my body. And he actually said one day the word mutilated. Mm. One day he said the word repulsive. And, And at first, me being me, I was just like crying, mad, throwing things. How can this be happening? We have done everything together. We talk about everything. Although, like I said, he's the quiet one. I'm the talkative one. And we really had to sit down and discuss this. We really had to, I really had to make him sit and tell me why he was feeling this way. And he said, I have no control. Not that he's a control freak, but he wanted to fix everything. And he was like, it's not, it's not a part of you. So I literally made him touch me. And I said, yeah, like, like took his hands, placed them right on my boobs. <laughs> This this is what we mean by this is where it gets raw, right? Because there is a lot with all that you already said that I have a bunch of questions on, but sorry, keep going. No, that's fine. And I said, feel them. Yes, they're not exactly the way they felt before. You know, if any of the listeners are out there that had mastectomies and have implants, they know that the skin area is cool, you know, to touch. You don't feel thing. You don't feel your somebody's hands on you because it's, you know, they cut nerve endings. It's numb. And the I sensation. Heard, Go ahead. No, I'm sorry, Dean. I, I heard that when you do get implants as well, like you, you can't really even feel a hug. Is that true? Just like the... You feel a hug. If somebody hugs you tight enough, your implants can they push up against you. So you can feel it. I mean, I do have feeling to the sides of okay. my implants, but straight on where my implants are, where where my nipples were recreated, I don't feel that. And, and I'll go around the house poking my boobs. Like, I don't feel that. I don't feel that, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> you know, like I said... I tried to make light of certain things, but going back to our relationship, we both broke down. We both cried over it because I felt less of a woman. He felt less of a man because our intimacy started to grow apart. And like we said, we're going to talk real and raw. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to touch my boobs. There's other ways of pleasuring each other. You know, let's face it. And we had to come back to to a level where we were grounded again. And some people will not talk about this with their significant others. I needed to because I knew that if we did not discuss this and talk about our true feelings and what we want, he's not a mind reader. I'm not a mind reader. You have to ask and say what you what you're feeling what you need what you want and when we did that everything changed 
I, I love how you, you told that because I mean, I know Bobby, I know mm-hmm. your husband, right. And, <laughs> and he has been loving and supportive because I've also heard you talk about that. And so for you to say those, the words like mutilated or repulsive or whatever, that wasn't Bobby trying to hurt you. That was Bobby navigating his own hard feelings about this. Yes. And when we absolutely. Yeah. And when we don't, when we don't move through our emotions, potentially we stuff them, right. They come out sideways. Mm -hmm. And I say that just because I think it's, I love the point. And this is again, to stress for our listeners too, that coming together and having these hard conversations changed it for you. It sounds like. Yes, it it absolutely did. And when we were going through this little bit of turmoil, he would say to me, I love you. It's not about not loving you, loving. I truly am. I'm truly in love with you. It's just hard for me to accept that you are going through this. Like he kept emphasizing that I was going through it. Yes, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I was going through it. But I kept saying to him, we are going through this. Hmm. You know, very supportive. He has supported me in every decision I've ever wanted to do our entire marriage. But when you get to something this serious and... Why I really feel he felt this way was because within a three-year period, and we talk about this all the time, so our listeners might say, oh, she's spilling a lot of things, you know, really deep thought things about her husband and her family here, but we've talked about this. And I, he, him and my daughters know that Dina just is a free bird, you know, because the message And the storytelling can truly help somebody else heal. So within a three-year period, my husband lost his mother unexpectedly. His father had his from from metastatic bone cancer. His father had colon cancer. And a year after his mother passed away, his dad passed away. And in, in between all of that, I get diagnosed and I go through my treatments and my surgeries. So once again, for our listeners, if you are going through something like this and your spouse or significant other, a friend, a a relative is going through this, we have to look beyond ourselves and see what this situation is doing to them as well. Yeah. And what it's bringing up for them, right? Because mentioned earlier, Bobby wants to fix. He couldn't fix what happened with his mom. He couldn't fix what happened with his father. And now he can't fix what's happening with you. Exactly. And relationships, you know, can either make it or break it with certain life altering situations. And the key here is like we said a little bit earlier, is having these hard conversations, telling the true feelings, whether you feel it's going to upset the other person or not, because that's part of our healing journey. What you just brought up for me too, Dina, is that 
I, again, did, I had a lumpectomy on the right Mm -hmm. side. And at, at one point I was considering the double mastectomy, but I, I did not have to go that route. And I got a second opinion and didn't go that route. Right. In my relationship, my husband was, he, he didn't know, he wanted to support me, but he didn't know how to make sure I knew he would support whatever, because he, he didn't, he didn't want me to think he was concerned at all about them being gone. Right. So you had the conversation that you needed to have with him or was it something that came to be just as you were going through the process or did you really truly have to say, listen, we need to have a conversation about this. We had the conversation after the second opinion before I made the ultimate decision. But afterwards he said, I'm really grateful we didn't have to have the additional hard conversations I know would have followed and, and, or just the hard feelings. And that's what you're talking about. Right. Exactly. Because here he's being thankful and grateful that the decision that you had to make was of course, once again, your decision and your Mm -hmm. choice, which he would support one way or another, but in reality or looking into the future, he, the two of you didn't have to have that hard conversation. Right. And, yeah. and, he, and he recognized the, the feelings that potentially they're unknowns. I, sh- I should say that would go with that. And, and just looking back at all the things that you and Bobby have faced, and now you're facing yet another surgery yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> we How? are we are facing this this surgery and this time because we're just so open now about a lot of things. I just plain out asked him as Dina always does, how would you feel if I'm flat? And then I go through the the boy thing, I'm going to look like a boy. Uh, my boobs don't define me. I kept walking around the house going, my, my boobs don't define me. And he turned around and said to me, you're absolutely right. They don't define you. You know what defines you? What's in the inside. The loving, the caring, the nurturing, the empathetic, strong woman that you are. And that really took me kind of off my feet a little bit. Like I was like, my head spun like, what did he just say? <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Yes. And obviously very heartfelt when you heard it. Yeah. And he also said, you know, we will come to this, you know, we'll cross this bridge when we come to it. Because we're, you know, I'm still trying to find the right surgeon and make the decision on doing a revision or going flat. And he's like, I know you're going to make the decision that's best for you. And once again, I will always be here to support you. It's not going to change my love for you. You know, he's like, there's so many more things we want to do together. And, you know, he's very logical. He's very analytical. He's an engineer. It's either black or it's white. There's no room for sometimes gray. And he was like, 
all right, we do this. We do it or we don't do it, you know, kind of thing, you know. And uh, that's what I, I I truly love about him. I mean, was it always easy? No, you all heard that it's not always easy. <laughs> because you were feeling some of that anger at some point and and when before you recognized or before you were like built up to that, we have to sit down and talk about this. When when you think about your love for each other didn't change. But no. in a situation like this, our relationships are impacted, like you said, and intimacy changes. Yes. Or you have yes. to for just at least talk about the impacts, whether temporary or permanent, of you know the changes physically, the changes um, between you and like just the intimacy will change. Right. And so unless you talk about that. Yes. Just... You know, it was, it was kind of funny because we came up with a solution and the solution for us is I'm going back to that. It was hard for him to look at the scars and touch the implants. We came up with the solution. If you remember when you're first dating somebody and you kind of hang out at their house and, you know, yes, you might have, you know, you know, intimacy and you, you wear the other person's shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. So we made a kind of a game out of it. Like I would wear his, you know, button down shirts or I would wear a tank top or I would get like cute little ones, you know, lacy ones, you know, and that's how we made it more erotic. I would say because, you know, it was hard for him to look at. I accepted that. And sometimes they're hard for me to look at. I got to be honest. When I look in the mirror, sometimes I'm like, ugh, but I'm still here. And that's another point I want to bring up. I got through this. I am in remission. This is where both you and I, Maggie, with our clients teach that it's okay to have these feelings. It's okay that we want to have a different opinion about it for other people, but it's us. We can help others work through this and come up with solutions that work for that individual and maybe their significant other. Yes, I love that. Because and it is, it's about navigating different things and potentially navigating things differently because it, the the changes that we're thrown into, right? Right. Um, and there's and there's truly no right or wrong way to do this. Mm -mm. The communication well, has to be there and you have to work together, you know. And it's, it's, it is a great feeling to finally be on the other side of it. But like you brought up, facing one more surgery, you know, we're, a little, we're much better at the communication about what the outcome is going to look like and how we can deal with it and not get hung up on, on our own issues or our own mindset or our own thoughts. And like I said, work together about it with it or through it. 
Well, and I love that because obviously you guys have been finding your groove to have these hard conversations and to navigate this and finding fun ways to to do that together. And the thing that I want to stress with our listeners as well is that sometimes it takes a while to have those conversations if you can even get there. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes like if if you don't have that significant other that you can have the conversations with the relationship with yourself becomes even more critical and that's a whole set of questions that I'm I'll we'll we'll table for another episode but <laughs> but that whole piece about the identity and how you you brought up that you've struggled with your own body image for a long long time there's so yes. much that goes into that personal identity when we start to change these things we call breasts that are very much a feminine part of us. Yes. So, so relationship to self becomes very key in order to even help navigate the relationships we have with those very important to us. And what comes up for me, and I know it comes up for you too, is the relationship with yourself should always come first. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, as people pleasers, as people who care for others or are the, the primary caregiver and women in general, that's what we do. We want to nurture and take care of everybody else. When in reality, the relationship we have, the ultimate relationship we have should be with ourselves first. And that's a brilliant point. And what I love about that too, is that having that, making that a priority, it equips us to more confidently have the conversations with the others. So. Yes, absolutely. The conversations can go on endlessly. (laughs) Yes. Well, and Dina, I just, I, again, thank you so much for this just listening to your journey with the surgeries and the implants and everything, it just, it, it, it warms my heart to hear all that you have learned and how you've navigated this yourself. And I really appreciate your vulnerability and your shares. Thank you. I just hope that our listeners out there can relate to this, whether they're going through it or someone they know is going through this. They're the ones who's supporting somebody else that's going through this. There's just so much that we sometimes take for granted and we we don't have someone to talk to, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. And that's something that's, I, I, I want everybody to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a great, yeah, great point. You reach out to- anyone that you can to have those conversations because it's hard to do alone. Yes. All right. That's why we love the thought of community, right? And that's why we love the thought of sharing these conversations. Yes, because we both have said plenty of times, healing by storytelling and healing with community is phenomenal. Together we heal. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Dina. You're welcome. Until next thank time. you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found value in today's episode. 
And remember to share your real and raw insights with us by going to healinsideandout.com where you can also find additional information and resources.